0: The opinions expressed on the ACB media network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Good afternoon, ACB community. You are now listening to ACB's Home, Garden, and Agriculture uh, my name is Marge. Deborah is our co facilitator, and we're here today to talk, as we are the second Saturday of each month, about uh, topics related to growing things, raising animals, homesteading, in whatever way you define that for yourself. Today, we are having an open discussion, so we hope that those of you Joining us today, will be able to uh, contribute or maybe ask your questions or uh, get some thoughts on uh, maybe an idea that, that you have. It's spring. It's April. There's lots to talk about, especially with gardening. Uh, I'm sure that's true with animal raising as well, though I'm not doing it myself. The animal raisers will have to talk about that one. So, Deborah, how are you, and how is your garden?
2: Oh, it's—I am really looking forward to hearing what people are doing in their gardens or with animals. Uh, even if you are just growing one plant in an apartment, I am looking forward to hearing from people about what they are doing. It is finally spring. Today was the first day. I really feel like. There's hope for spring. We've had a long, long winter, kind of unusually uh, cold. And we it, it, today I have the windows open. I was outside working in the, the yard laying hoses. I use a lot of poker hoses in my beds. Um, I, I am seeing little plants poking up out of the ground. So I'm seeing some promise there. And I had a really exciting thing happen in March. My son built me a greenhouse, which... Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's fabulous. He custom made it for my green stocks. Those are vertical planters. So it, it fits my five green stocks. It's not a huge greenhouse, but it's a good-sized one. And it, it is wonderful. I'll be able to extend my growing abilities. I have um, beets and spinach and various cold crops coming up in there right now. It is an unheated greenhouse. But it provides enough protection that I can start things just a wee bit earlier in there. And uh, I, I am so looking forward to all, all of the things I can grow in there. It's really, um, it's a dream come true. So what's going on with you, Marge, and, and
1: your, well, I have your to, homestead? I have to say that I, I do remember... April in in Minnesota and when I lived there and being so anxious to get going and and yet the weather hardly ever allowed for it and it would be so frustrating um had I had you know plants like kale uh, or had I had a greenhouse um that getting things going earlier would have been would have been possible because some of these greens are are pretty rugged, and even with a bit of protection, um, if you've got the plants, um, seeds won't come up. But if you've got the plants, you can you can start to to grow things out there. So, um, but I don't live in Minnesota anymore, and um, the the bounty um, that that we get from our vegetable gardens is is just amazing and what I love about spending so much of my time and energy on this sort of thing. Um, Few of the cool weather crops are, are still going. We've had off and on real warm weather and and cooler. It's cooler this weekend. So I'm hoping uh, the lettuce will, will be able to take a breath and uh, not want to bolt from the heat um, and that the peas will, put out some more that they'll decide it's cool enough to flower and, uh, and, and not go, "Ah, it's too hot for me. So uh, (laughs) we're eating those things and, uh, and, and others, and and it's more than we can, more than we can eat. Um, And yeah, it's um, a very abundant time. April is my, my favorite month in, in Savannah. And so, um, things move along. Most of our hot weather crops are planted already. Um, they don't grow a lot, uh, but are so Oh yeah. The tomatoes, the squash, the beans. I mean, most of that wow. is in, yeah, it, it doesn't grow a lot, but it's not cold enough for it to, to freeze. And then those, um, those days as it does get warmer, then I start seeing, um, some, some growth, you know, it's, um, yeah, the peppers, um, it's all a little slow yet, but it's in and, and they will, um, they will take to it, uh, once the warmer weather is, is consistent. So yeah, it all rolls along.
2: <laughs> Are you done starting plants?
1: Uh, not quite. I still have cucumbers and, and some basil inside. Basil, this is to, um. Too often on cool weather for basil, really yet, and uh, the cucumbers. I'll wait a bit till it's a bit safer to uh, to put them out. You kind of learn what's more vulnerable and and where yeah. you should wait. You know, we all do that depending on where where we live. Um, over time, you learn. Well, I can probably get going on this, but maybe not on this other thing. Have to have to wait. You know, in I Minnesota, it was always. Oh, yeah. I mean, Minnesota every year, it's always after Mother's Day is when you plant the tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I have a lot of things started and I won't be able to put much of it outside for quite a while. And I always kick myself. It's like, why did you start that so early?
1: (laughs) Right, because then it gets big. Deal with it. <laughs> My sister has that happen, too. She can't, you know, in Minnesota, and she's, like, itching to plant. And to, I mean, they have snowstorms now. I mean, they can't do anything. Yeah. And so it all gets really big while um, they're waiting for the weather to improve.
2: Yeah. Well, I I do want to hear from people. At, it's an open line. You can talk about anything pertaining to growing plants, keeping animals, what you're doing on your little homestead, um, container gardening, anything you want to talk about. So we would love to hear from you. If you have questions, uh, Marge and I will either make up answers or hope somebody who knows will call in.
1: But um, or if you yeah, just I tell am, us what's going on for you, you know, out, yeah. out there, whatever part of the country you're in, we all have different circumstances. So it's interesting
2: yeah, to hear. I'll, and this kind of has become an annual April thing. We get a lot of people calling in tips for blind or visually impaired gardening, and that can be really, really helpful. Um I, I do want to say that I am a master gardener. I'm going to say that so I can count my volunteer time. I can't unless I do, <laughs> and I'm with the uh, University of Idaho Extension System. So um, that doesn't make me an expert. I'll tell you that. It just lets me know how much I don't know. But um, please give us a you know call and and. Raise your hand and let us know you are, uh, what you're up to. Okay. Um, we have Lucy. Uh, do we have any hands up?
3: Yes. Area code two zero seven, ending in zero five
4: four. Hi, this is, is Carol. Carol? Yes. Uh, Hi Carol. It is. It is from the North Country. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. You guys talk talk about starting getting things out. We we also hear. It won't be until after Memorial Day that I can put out anything in my, on my deck as far as, um, which is where I have a lot of things. Um, but, but it is the time of year I'm being a houseplant person that it's time of year I go around and I have a friend that comes over and we really take a close look at my houseplants. Who's, who's still making me, bringing me joy, if you will. And therefore, um, I want to keep it. Uh, or does this need to be repotted or where are we going with these, uh, the house plants? So it's the time that I kind of trim down a little bit. And then of course, uh, it, it, uh, my house becomes full again, make room, room, but make room for more. Absolutely. And so, uh, as a matter of fact, today was in the green, when it went to one of the local greenhouses and was kind of walking around, looking at what they had with and I my friend goes with me and because I now I can't I really can't say I can tell so as much by feel, but I need someone to tell me, oh, that's whatever. And well, that's just how it is. So but now I'm at the point of okay, I wanna fill those spots um that uh now I have open. And also it's time for rearranging and thinking yeah. oh, that's even better um that way in that window. And, um, I've, if the sun, of course, angle is wonderful. So in my front window, which is a wonderful growing window, it's a funny one because it's a Northeast window, mm. but the sun is clear there. There's no trees there. So it gets a lot of sun. And now the sun is peeking in that window. And that's always just, that's it. when that begins to happen, it's like, Oh yes, it is spring. So, yeah. So, uh, growing things nice. are going to happen. So you, yeah.
2: You have a, a a different definition of spring depending on where you are. So you're happy to get a little sunshine <laughs> in your house. That's spring.
1: For me, right. it's opening the right. windows,
2: and for Marge, she's wiping the sweat off her brow
1: and picking. <laughs> well, I'm listening to the, <laughs> the migrating birds in mid-February. Um, I tell oh. you, they're they're the they're yeah. the clue. They're that's who tells yeah. me that spring is happening and they they are real heavy in mid-february as they're moving up gradually uh, to where they want to be in the spring and summer
4: yeah. so carol Speaking of birds, I, yes oh go ahead go ahead mm, oh please. well
2: i just wanted to ask how many plants do you have, and were you able to find the orchid cactus? I know you were looking for an I was cactus.
4: not. I have not. I have not. Um, I have what I really need to find is I think I'll have to order it. Um, and, of course, mm-hmm. this time of year, it has to get a little bit warmer before anything will be shipped. So I will probably order it um, because mm-hmm. I don't, locally, there is nothing um, that I okay. can. Thank you for remembering that, but I will. Look into that. The other thing that you mentioned, birds. We now have a resident barred owl pair is back, and um, so we're 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 hearing that, and that's just always because they've had um, they didn't last year, but the year before they had had babies, and we watched them just you know sitting up on the wire tipping, and uh, it Mm. was that was really fun to just see them grow and then go off. You know, but uh, I love the the owl owl calls, the hoo hoo to cook and cook for you, and then all of the other mm-hmm. ones. And I don't know every single ho- owl call, but I love those. So, yeah, thank you.
2: That and how many plants do you have in your house right now? Oh, in, in my
4: house? house, I think I think it. Uh, I am I think sixty. I think it's about sixty wow. between sixty and seventy. Yeah, yeah. and then Very bunches of rootings.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, it's really oh yeah, it's like a jungle. Well, not really That's because pretty. I have pl- I have lots of windows, and I have wonderful shelves, and I've never seen them. They're kind of older ones. They hook onto the double handle young windows, and there's um and have frames, and you put a metal metal. um shelving on those and they hang right in the windows. And I've never seen them since they're older, as I say. But um they're wonderful. So they really just can fill up a window. And then I have a lot of a lot of hanging plants um in all That's, in all my windows.
2: Your whole house is a greenhouse. That's wonderful. It
4: is a greenhouse. It is. It's true. Yeah. And downstairs I have in front of my one of my down I have an um a, uh, a windows in my basement, large ones, and I have a a um, an ironing board ha- sitting in front of the window because the height is just right. And it's got my it's kind of my uh, area that I'll put somebody if they're not doing so well, and I want to put a bag on their head. I put them down there on that on that uh, on the ironing your little, board. So obvi- your obviously, hospital. I don't. My plant hospital. Obviously, I don't do much ironing, but that's tough. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, thank you for telling us about what you are doing and reminding us that there are many, many ways to garden. That's that's it, that's a great idea to to be working on your repotting and. Recategorizing and all that right now. That's a really good yeah, reminder as an
1: annual thing to do. Otherwise, things really mm-hmm. can get out of hand and to where you don't like them as well any anymore because you know some things may not be doing well. And um, I don't know. I mean, for me, if I don't do those things, then I'm not really checking on the well-being of of some of the plants. Mm-hmm. And,
2: Well, thank you. Yeah. All right, Lucy, do we have a, another hand? Uh, no, not right now. Okay. So, so I did I was want- thinking, oh, Deva,
1: um, you know, I wanted to, to mention, I didn't want to forget, uh, you have mm-hmm. um, recommended so many herbs on different uh, programs that we've had. And uh, I have um, finally this year uh located uh, a place up the road from me that does a lot of herbs and other sorts of plants that has the tangerine sage and so Uh, i ordered one yeah ordered one just yesterday and um Ah. along with some bee balm and uh a, a kind of a mint, a peppermint called blue balsam tea, which I used to have, but mm. I had I'd lost. I'd not been able to to um get it to come back for me this year. So I'm starting over on that one. But so I ordered those those three things, my little spring indulgence. Yes. Well uh, so, uh,
2: <laughs> so the, the bee balm the bee balm will go crazy. Uh I I started out with one four-inch pot, and I have a huge area of it now. It's quite the spreader, but it's lovely, I, and, and it's, it's a really good medicinal herb, too. Uh, you actually read my mind because I wanted to let people know I found a mail order, uh, well, online. <laughs> I aged myself. Yeah, A great, great online resource for purchasing herbs. It is Ginger's Greenhouse. And they have tangerine sage. They have one I was not aware of that I, I bought. It's called uh, honey melon sage.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, they have fruit sage. They have all, they have all kinds of scented geraniums. They have a wonderful selection of herbs, uh, and I didn't look to see what other plants they have. It wouldn't surprise me if they have a good selection of other plants, like house plants. But I, I didn't look. Uh, I can say that it looked like the herbs were selling out really quickly. Uh, right after I ordered, I noticed some of the things I ordered were gone. But they came in little plugs, little started plugs. And I, when they arrived, they were in really good shape. I potted them up right away and, and they've done wow. I've, they're, they're not huge when you get them, but they were healthy. And, um, I was real happy with the selection there. So if anyone is looking for a good, Source, you might check out Ginger's Greenhouse. But I'm glad you found something near you where you can order. Yeah, I had That's- ordered
1: from this place in the, in the past and they also have, it's called Colonial Creek Farm. And they also have um, the scented geraniums and, and a lot of other things. But it was the place that seemed to have at least... A few of the things I was looking for, as I looked around online, some places would have one and nothing else. And, you know, so I was looking for just one place where I could order a few different things. I had also hoped for African blue basil, but they were that's still out of stock. So that's going to have to wait a later time. What kind
2: of basil? That that sounded like a new one to me.
1: It's um, called African Blue Basil. It's very interesting. It it emerged in the 1980s in Ohio and it was a chance cross between opal basil and a camphor plant. Uh, Apparently Hmm. the camphor plant is out of Africa somewhere or other. I can't remember all of the history of this, but it was propagated and it's not real edible. I've had it in the past. It's pretty um, durable and more so than other basils. And uh, it's, it is easy to propagate and um, it, it is uh, loved by pollinators. And so it's a good one to have, around. And it is very aromatic and very interesting. I just don't think you'd want to put it in your spaghetti sauce. It's just not quite, Uh, (laughs) not quite that kind of flavor. Yeah. Not, you know, you might, you might like it as a tea. I'm not sure. Um, But yeah, it's African blue basil. I I will look for that. I do grow different
2: basils for tea and uh, they Make good tea. I actually have, I'm going to just say Italian basil. It's easier for me to say that. I have some steeping right now that I grew in the uh, Arrow Garden, Uh, and it makes a really nice tea, really nice cold or hot tea. Mm -hmm. All right. Any... Does anyone want to join us? Do we have anybody any hands raised?
1: tell us what you're you're up to in your little part of the world because you know, otherwise Deborah and I will monopolize. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no hands, Lucy. No hands. All right. well, we have an unusually quiet group today. Usually, we have people all ready to talk about. Their uh, adventures in the yard. Um, I, you might hear that my chickens in the background. If it gets too obnoxious, just let me know. Oh,
1: chickens are never I'll obnoxious. Change it.
2: <laughs> well, they're kind of. Well,
1: we don't yeah. have to take care of them, so we can say that. <laughs> I,
2: I did want to say that uh, on the the list that Nella started, and thank you, Nella. Uh, the homesteading by touch list, I, I do recommend it. Uh, there is a link for how to join on the announcement about this call. Uh, there was a discussion about a, a little bit of a discussion about uh, using techniques uh, and I had to laugh because I got all excited about starting uh, seeds and I started a bunch of seeds, and I they, I used the little Jiffy pot thingies, and those are little um, like little peat pots that expand when they get wet, and then you plant the seed in those, and I used those in a tray, and I thought, oh, I'll remember, oh, yeah, I'll remember, right, right. <laughs> yeah, and. Not only did I, and I thought, I don't need to, I don't need to mark where, where the corner is and orient myself. I'll remember. And of course I forgot, got it (laughs) totally mixed up. And, um, and then shortly after that, somebody had, I think it was Julie had posted that she cuts off the corner of one of the trays so that she knows how to orient herself. Um, Well, and then
1: you could write a chart because the problem with, with one of the challenges with labeling when you're starting seeds is that things are wet. And so if you're, you know, a Braille user, a large print user, you know, the letters run and, you know, your labels fall off. And, uh, and so that approach of, of, um, of of having a chart somewhere else is, is real good. If you start, plants in a in a tray like that I don't do them like that but boy if I did because I, I I know from experience that it's very easy to mix things up and you can try to taste things and figure out what they are yeah that well, that's not always okay workable.
3: Nella has her okay. hand up all right
1: Nella oh Nella <laughs> hi I Nella
0: Hi! Thanks for the laugh. I was chuckling because I have done that exact same thing, thinking that I will remember where everything is and what everything is, and yep. then I didn't, or somehow they got mixed up. Um, so yeah, I try to do the chart, like you were saying. Things get wet, and so that can mess up your braille. So I usually try to do a chart, um, and I do. Well, I
2: I have to say I did the chart, but I didn't mm-hmm. mark the tray.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: So, so that, I rotated the tray a time <laughs> or timer. <two>. Yeah. <laughs> so oh,
0: I do what Julie does with yeah. cutting off the corner so that I know you yeah. know that's supposed to be in the upper left or whatever and then I I keep it um oriented that way but yeah it's it's very easy to do. Y- yes.
2: Yeah. So Nella what are what are you up to on your homestead?
0: Oh gosh. I planted strawberries. This is the very first time I've ever tried strawberries. So I have strawberry plants going now. So we'll see what happens. I planted rhubarb last year and it came back and I don't have enough to harvest. You know, I need to give it some time to keep growing, but my rhubarb did come back. Um, some of my herbs made it through the winter. Some didn't. We had an incredibly cold um, snap here back in December. Yeah, um, it got to eight below, which <gasps> I mean, oh might God. be the coldest weather I've ever been in. <laughs> um, so anyway, some of my a couple of my herbs did not make that, but some of them did. I had them um, in a. I moved. I had them pots, and I moved them to a, a the south side of a building, and I had them. Um, mulch good so some of them didn't make it so that's good um i I do a lot of container and raised beds i put in two more um four by 12 raised beds this year
1: so i have a lot more
0: growing space and i kind of had my pot scattered all over these containers were just all over the place and watering last summer was a nightmare because we had a very dry summer and I was watering daily and so I um moved all of the pots I I pretty much have all of the vegetables in one area now so um and then my herbs in another area and I do still have a few flowers scattered around but I'm hoping that will reduce the time that I and energy that I'm spending on
2: watering now that I
0: have things organized a little better
2: so that's yeah watering is a huge consideration with container gardening it because sure it, it, it it takes a lot of watering to keep
0: yeah going in the summer yeah and like I said we we had an unusually hot and dry so I I did a lot of watering and I realized that running all over the place and I'm old school, I have a hose and me and I'm running all over, dragging my hose, tangling my hose. And I'm just like, I have to come up with a better way. So um, I think it's going to be a lot easier this summer.
1: Yeah, yeah, grouping I wish, it all uh, together. yeah. I wish drip irrigation were easier to use with pots and it probably could be done, but uh, I, I don't know if that would, resolve the issue or not because yeah I when I run out of rainwater I'm running around with the hose and then the hose kinks and there's no water coming out and you (laughs) gotta trace it back and what a pain and then it re-kinks and oh man I hate that just hate it what a waste of time
0: (laughs) yeah so that that's kind of what's going on here it's you know we're having spring weather I started it's still too cool to set out my tomatoes and peppers, and you know, plant cucumbers, squash, that kind of stuff. I've started some seedlings for that, and then I, I do have some cool weather plants going, my um, like kale and Swiss chard and radishes and um, beets, turnips, those kind of things, some peas. But it'll be a little bit before I can pit my warm weather plants out. Yeah.
1: Well, you should be getting some radishes
0: soon if you're not already. Yeah, yeah. Those we have a little. Um, I don't know. I just like l- spring is challenging because I we've had uh, quite a bit of rain, not a horrible amount like last spring, but it's you know it rains and then just about the time it's dry enough for me to plant, it rains again. So mm-hmm. I've had this issue with it being a little too wet to plant things. So we have. Mostly like a whole week of nice weather. So I'm looking forward to doing more gardening this week.
1: Sounds good.
2: Yeah, I and your animals are all doing well. Yes. Yeah. It's um grass is starting to green up a
0: little. So there's a little bit of grazing. I'm still feeding hay, but yeah, they're. They're doing good, and um, I hope to add chickens someday. That's, you know, I just, I need to figure out housing and safety for the chickens because of all the little predators we have here, so, but that that is a goal for my homestead is to get chickens. You are one
2: ambitious lady.
0: Oh <laughs> well, I'll see if it happens. Sometimes my goals take
2: quite a while. <laughs> Do you have anything to say about the list? Any announcements? Uh, no,
0: we I mean the the link is there if you want to sign up. It's um it's called homesteading by touch and um it's for anyone who's blind, visually impaired that's interested in homesteading, I also say you're welcome to invite friends or family members that that maybe you're kind of on a homesteading mission with Um, we can discuss anything that's homesteading related. It it can be, you know, animal care, planting, harvesting, um, using your, what you're growing, how you use it, um, cooking, preserving, that's acceptable conversations. i you know, even, you know, I don't know, home repairs, questions about stuff like that. Anything like that is, Um, is a reasonable um, discussion and it's not a super active list. We we do have people with a lot of knowledge on there. So if you ask a question, you usually get an answer, but it's not a a chatty list that will take up a lot of your time. Um, So a good group of people. I think we have about 30 people on there now and We have because it is spring, the most of the topics lately have been gardening and and some techniques. Um, like, like I said, we have been we did have some discussions on labeling seedlings and organizing seeds, and we've had some discussions on um techniques of gardening, like, you know, are you using Containers, raised beds, or what was the, I think most recently, was it like no till? No, day? Day. Right.
5: Yeah, no yeah, day. Day. yeah,
0: no till. Yeah. So that's that's been a thing. um Oh, people have talked about like pathways, how, how or um, the pathways through your garden, how to keep those clean. So we've had a, several different topics and I, I think the last time I looked since we started about a year ago um, I think it'll be a year ago in May and we've had like 50 something topics that have been discussed so if you're not on the list
2: and are interested please sign up yeah it it, it is a really good list a good bunch of people and thank you for getting that going Nella
1: it's a good way to share like book titles or um webinars that people can participate in i um uh, listened to the uh the no dig gardening webinar that uh that someone had had posted information on Um, so i wouldn't have known about it otherwise so it can be real helpful about things like that good way to circulate
2: that sort of information. Thanks, Nella. Anything else you want to cover? No, not really. I was, um, okay. It's kind of a quiet group today, but um, I hope
0: if anybody yeah. has questions or comments that he um, will say something. Or maybe if, if those of you are listening have ideas of, Future
2: topics.
0: Maybe you can mention that. Yeah, that. Yeah,
2: for That sure. would be very welcome. Yeah, especially if you would like to be a guest regarding a future topic, or you know somebody from who, you, or you yeah. know
1: somebody that we might invite as a guest, because a lot of us have um, gardening friends, and sometimes those friends are have really pursued learning about a particular area of of uh, growing or homesteading raising animals whatever it might be so perhaps you you know somebody who's you know maybe not an expert but somebody who's pretty knowledgeable and likes to talk
2: yeah all right and do we have any more hands raised lucy
3: uh let me see now okay someone chance someone with an iphone all right hi can you hear me yeah Yes. yes. Okay. hi lucy and you and knew and me a long time ago when we worked my name is lynn <gasps> oh I my gosh her. lynn moore Hello. how about how are that you? i'm good anyway <laughs> just wanted to say <laughs> hi to you and um i wanted to introduce myself I, I i found this last night i've been looking for like a group to join about gardening i'm i'm relatively new um within the last four to five years, um I live with my friend in a house in the city, though not in the country mm-hmm. That's fine. um and so um my there used to be three of us that lived here, and um my the other friend of ours, ours that used to live here was a was a very avid gardener, and um so she had planted roses and she had a bunch of flowers and stuff and and so she um, moved out suddenly and I had to learn how to take care of all this stuff. <laughs> so oh, then you I started a
2: crash course gardener. I did
3: <laughs> very much. Um, still learning uh, last year I had an infestation of something called spider in my oh. flower beds. And ah, some it's... people grow that deliberately. Well, I wish I could find them to dig out of my car because it's <laughs> everywhere and it's kill trying to kill everything else off. So I had uh, to actually dig out everything in the bed in order to um oh, I had a bunch of annual bulbs in there and I had to dig it out dig them out to uh, get the spiderwort out. I killed some things of course in the process cuz well, I was learning. Yeah. And uh, so I'm trying to get back. I, I replanted some of the stuff that I pulled out, but um, some of it I lost. And then I'm going to, this year I've decided I want to start growing. I want to grow cauliflower and cucumbers.
2: Oh. They they do better at different times of the
1: year. Yeah, generally. those are, f- are fairly different, uh, different crops. Yes, cauliflower early. Yes. yes, it is. Yes,
3: I heard here. Yep. I haven't grown yeah. cauliflower before. I've grown cucumbers before. I grew um, tomatoes, and I tried. Oh, yeah. I've grown tomatoes several years, uh, with differing results depending on the year. And I grew. I grew. Um, I thought everybody would kind of like this for their amusement. I grew zucchini last year, and I had something like three or four of them that were that did well and then um I there weren't I didn't have any for a while and I kept looking and I didn't see any and you know zucchini are hard to see um because they have so many leaves yep and yep, you get down in there you do and unbeknownst to me there was one that was growing underneath of all the leaves and I'm telling you, this thing must have been must have weighed five pounds by the time I found it. Did it looked like a baseball bat. <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah,
1: that's what yeah, they will Yeah, they can get big. Did did you use it? <laughs> I tried. It was too tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a learning experience. You learn harvesting is is uh, for for us blind folks, we have to. Um, Explore a lot, yeah, and, and yes. still, you can cucumbers will surprise you that way too. Oh I, I, I love being surprised. I, one of my favorite things is to harvest cucumbers because I, I kind of like it if I miss one and <laughs> find it later. <laughs> I eat it anyway. The
2: thing, about, the thing about the zucchini though is, um, it, it when you have you reach down in there to fill around, it, the little pricklies can be kind of oh, irritating yeah. to yes. the skin so, oh, yeah. yes, so it sure. kind of dissuades one from wanting to look too carefully it's true but they do kind of grow down there towards the bottom and you kind of have to go down it's in true there and yeah dig around yeah. in the in the leaves when i say dig around i don't mean um, soil I mean we you,
1: you okay. gently yeah, move that's... them aside and and this is true with a lot of things that you might harvest with beans and other things where it's best to kind of start on the on the at the ground at the soil level and feel around and then gently move up the plant to see what you find because there can be things hiding everywhere all all along a plant depending of course on on what it, the plant is and what its habit is but uh you gotta look everywhere is is the short answer yeah, to i try to yeah i know i know so uh, you can still be we surprised. all miss
2: them we do
1: sighted people yeah. do too oh good they well do. that's good oh yeah they do since they it's relatively quiet yeah. can
3: i ask a question absolutely sure um so whenever i grow cucumbers and this happened with my zucchini too um, I got like a what do they call them? vine borers? Uh huh. I oh, think that's what they call slush, them. Squash bugs, yeah. Um, I call squash uh,
2: bugs. They're called squash beetles. Um, yeah. I didn't
3: actually ever see them, but like uh, a friend came over and said, "Yeah, they're in your vines." How do you prevent that?
1: It depends so really on which yeah. thing that you have, because there, there are. Insects that are different from the squash vine borers, it's not just one one thing, and usually it's different things on the cucumbers and the zucchini. It's usually different. Okay. Um, so, I'd
3: rather not use pesticides. Right. Deborah, would you say insecticidal soap? No. Well, they,
2: they're pretty tough. So, one thing you can do with the squash bugs. They lay little clusters of orange eggs um, okay. on under the leaves, and you can mm-hmm. kind of feel. And sometimes you can feel the little bumpy things, and you can rub those off. Um, like Marge said, you know, you might want to make sure and identify which critter yeah, it's, it is. But it, be it is—it's really hard to deal with squash bug. I have squash bug here and I they're really nasty little beetles. They're little beetles and what they do is they lay the eggs on the on the le- bottom side of the leaves and then the larvae actually go into the ground. They eat the roots <laughs> and, oh, and wow. then uh, yeah, they and then they work they, they're really, really a pain. They just, the adults eat the top parts. They come out of the ground and the adult eats the top part. The larvae are eating the roots and, um, the adults are actually pretty good size and they smell like squash. When you squish them, they smell like squash. Yeah. And, um, but I know that's what I deal with here and they're in the soil, and I've tried rotating and growing in a place where I did, never had squash before. It does no good. I've tried growing res- a squash bug-resistant squash. does no good. <laughs> I, um, I, I heard uh, one thing I'm going to try this year is um, succession planting, so just count on the, the squash bugs are going to get it. Just know that's going to happen. So um, one tip I heard was to to plant your uh, zucchini and and then give it a couple weeks and plant more zucchini because they'll wipe out the first. You'll get, be able to harvest a little bit from the first plant. And then um, by the time that dies, uh, the next ones, you might be able to get some mm-hmm. off of that too before it dies. So I'm going to try that and see if it works. I don't know if it will, but that's a tip I heard. There are various insecticides you can get. Um, what a lot of people do is they pick them off. They, just, they go out there and they pick them off and they squish them. Uh, they pick off the mm-hmm. adults and they pick off the the eggs from the underside of the leaves. So uh, that I also don't want to use any kind of pesticides. So mm-hmm. I just kind of, you know, I, it's one of those things I'm willing to sacrifice.
3: <laughs> so if I'm growing but, them in the same place I grew them last year, am I almost guaranteed to have them then? It depends
2: on if
1: they wintered over, but yeah, you oh, okay. have a pretty yeah. good chance of
3: yeah.
2: Was
1: this in your zucchini and the cucumber and cucumbers both? Yeah, yeah, those are they. And they, what they what they happened? What happened to your plants? What happened to your plants?
3: Uh, they shriveled up, and and what ended up happening was, like I say, on the zucchini, I got like four of them. And then they stopped producing altogether. They were huge plants, but they stopped yep. producing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And then I didn't. And then have, they sort of fell
1: over. Did they fall
3: over? They didn't actually. They just kept like the bottom leaves started to die off, and then, and then I I got somebody to look at them, and that's when I found out that they were infested with those, with those yeah. um, what he called vine boards and um my yeah. Cu- cucumbers. Yeah, because I call
1: them vine borers. Also, I don't think vine borers get the cucumbers. What I associate with vine borers because they—that's the ones that are in the soil. The larvae come up, eat the roots, and your plant mm-hmm. falls over, and the roots are shredded. That's
3: what. Well, the roots were dying. He said he saw with, that with vine borers. Yeah yeah so I have heard of
2: and them it going is after to cucumbers
3: them. too I have you have you would say again what you just said i
2: I have heard of them going after cucumbers too mm-hmm. but they're it they're less likely but they will go after I have had them go after my cucumbers mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. here but um I also i I grew the Armenian uh cucumbers and they didn't bug that at all.
1: Right, you have change, change, your last variety. Year. Sorry. change the variety of cucumber you grow for one thing and i have deborah despite what you said um i used to not i'd stopped growing any kind of squashes because of the borer problem but in more recent years have used crooknecks and have had much better luck and have not had the borers okay. so um Crookneck is something to try instead of your zucchini and i've i tried it because i had heard that said that they what were what is that more i've never resistant. heard of that it's just a uh, it's a yellow summer squash and it simply grows in a, okay. a sort of um, not quite a full C shape but a bent sort of shape and um, okay. it's tasty and and uh, will grow as big as a baseball bat too if you don't find them oh. but uh, they're real prolific and so deborah's idea of succession planting so you let you know they at least have the chance to produce for a little while and then you have more plants coming along and those have the chance to produce that is another approach okay um, when you have that problem
3: thank you the crookneck
2: is a really good idea because it it grows in a very similar, uh, it kind of bushes up like a zucchini, and okay. its flavor, you can use it just like you use zucchini. Same, yeah, same way. And okay, now yeah. that you say that, Marge, I have had better luck with that. I, y- yeah. You know what? I just, yeah, you are correct, yeah. So that, yeah, that's I've been really, really happy
1: that that's been a, a solution for us because it's it is very it's a heartbreak. You know, you plant these things and they're producing away, and then boom, two days later, the plants are are uh, tipped over and all shredded up roots and stems. Ugh, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's really terrible. Well,
2: thanks but for
1: no the advice. Us, I appreciate
2: it. We just replant. no, I won't. <laughs> yeah, we just replant. <laughs> It's and nice to Lucy, be able to have
3: somebody. Go to- I- <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I just it's nice to have some people to ask some questions of. I'm done. Sorry, thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> well, thanks welcome. Much. We
2: we no, it's a conversation. Welcome, and we're glad to have you. And make sure you join the list too. I will.
3: Okay, just Lucy, so you know, you, we you have, have ten count? minutes. You have ten minutes, okay. and Nella has her hand up.
2: All right, Nella.
0: So I was just going to say that I know people that succession plant and that seems to work. Um, Last summer was the first summer I'd ever had the boar beetles get my cucumber. So it does happen. And and I was pretty much just going to say all the tips you said, like um, trying different varieties, moving it around. Um, I'd also heard if you have enough space if you can, you know, plant the different varieties of cucumber squash, you know, if you have more than one variety going, if you can try to get them as far apart as possible. And basically, everybody just tells me it's it's just a cross that all of us gardeners have to bear. So. Yeah, and it's gotten
1: worse, I think, over, <laughs> over the years. I didn't have this problem as much in Minnesota as, as I've had down here, so... So, yeah. Well,
2: I have to say, it really makes me appreciate the organic zucchini I buy in the store.
1: Yeah, really? I'm like, how do Mm -hmm. these people do 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 this? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
2: It's it's hard to grow organically. Okay. Thank you, Nella. Dexter? Dexter. Yay. Hey, Dexter. You're our last call.
5: I have just a quick question. What type of cucumber is slightly sweet? Kamala ran across them one time in the market from a vendor, and they were so delicious. And other than that, I've never seen them, but I would like to be able to grow them.
2: Was it a long skinny? I'm wondering if it was the Armenian, because the Armenian is actually a melon. That is eaten like a cucumber. You pick it when it's small, like hot dog size. They're long and skinny and kind of uh, ribbed, and they are slightly sweet. They're very good.
1: It could. It could be. Um, it I, could be. I don't one, know. So. Yeah, yeah. I would, you know, investigate just sort of Armenian cucumber flavor, you know, that sort of thing online and see what you come up with, if you could get confirmation of of that to know if maybe that's the direction to go in.
5: Yeah, I don't know. All I yeah. knew was it had just a, a hint of sweetness to it.
2: Yeah, you'll have to experiment. Are you back? Uh, are, are you going to be in Montana this year or... Not
5: I'm not hoping back to yet.
2: be. Yeah. Uh, I'm not yeah, back yet. I'm to... hoping
5: to be probably in June.
2: Okay. Well, um, if you buy some start some starts, maybe you'll have to buy a few different varieties of cucumber and experiment and let us know what what the outcome is. That's, that's interesting. There are so many different kinds of you know the other one it could be is a lemon cucumber. Those are so good. They're not
3: sweet though. And they are slightly sweet. Oh, they're I, not.
2: You don't think so? I think uh-uh. they're kind of but no. Oh you don't, sorry. You don't no I didn't so. think
3: so. I just had one a year or so okay. ago and I didn't find them to be very sweet but maybe. Huh. <laughs> I've grown
2: them and I find them to be a little bit on the sweet okay. side but but it, you know, some things can be the soil, yes. the, the conditions yeah, that does affect true. the flavor of things. It does. Absolutely. So, um, I'm I'm glad you said that because uh that, that's a good, a good thing to remember too. But wow, we have some good conversations today. Dexter, are you still on? Nope. Sounds like we lost Dexter. We're probably getting close to the end. Uh I oh, he's, here. he's still here. Oh, he's here. We've got a few oh, minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. Dexter, did you have I mean, any
5: I mean it's else? about three thirty in the morning, but yes.
1: Uh, Thank you <laughs> for know. getting up for us. I wow. I
2: give you your time. Yeah, I know you got up your you got up for this. So anything else you wanted to talk about or ask?
5: No, that was it. I just I I thought I would ask that question because I wanted to try and find, you know, whatever type that was and yeah. see if I can grow it in containers or that when I am actually in the U.S.
1: Is, yeah, there, any, I, is there anything going on in, in, in your markets where you buy food right now that's unique to uh, or that's particular rather to the time of year? we find ourselves in what are they harvesting Uh, in your markets
5: um lately well cucumbers and that you get year-round and that uh and basically all of our foods we get basically from vendors on the street Mm -hmm. that you know they'll bring in you know carts of of food and and sell them and then uh you know bring more the next day um, right this time of year we don't get much pumpkin or that uh, the cucumbers are year-round tomatoes are year-round um, lots of greens i mean we have like 20 different types of, of greens that uh, Kamala buys in the market that she cooks for us. And so a lot more variety than what there is there in the U.S.
1: Yeah, I'd love to try some of those. Mm-hmm. Wonderful.
2: Yeah, I would too. I, I'm st- experimenting with some new ones this year. And there are so many different kinds of greens and they're so healthy. So much nutrition in them. Well, Dexter, thank you for staying up and and calling today. Thank you.
5: Yeah, I set my alarm for about two twenty to
2: <laughs>
5: be able to get up and and listen.
2: Oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This He's is Easter
5: Sunday for us already.
1: Talk. Yeah, I guess dedication. Yeah
2: we still need to have you on to talk about tea sometime. So you need to let me know if you want to do that. Whenever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll catch you on the, on the email list. Well, yes. And even though for
1: most of us, we wouldn't be able to uh, grow the particular camellia for producing uh, tea leaves. It's still really interesting to learn about those places of the world where uh, tea is grown, um, good good thing to know about, since so many of us do drink um, well, black tea,
5: white tea, tea. Well, here tea, tea is only tea. grown in the in the mountain areas.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure,
5: so not not any normal you know lowland flats or that. Mm-hmm. You know there you'll have you know lots of things more like you know the Banana plants and and mangoes. Well, just a a lot of other fruits and so forth.
2: Well, we we do need to have you come on and talk to us uh, about food, and and I know from what I've seen you um, post and what you've said, you have a lot to tell us about. Thank you, Dexter. And we are really at the end today. Uh, Stay tuned for the topic for next month. We're working on a guest. And um, I want to thank everyone who contributed today. Thank you. Thank you, Lucy, our host. And thank you to Deb, our streamer. And thank you, thank you to ACB for having these community calls. We have a yes. great bunch of volunteers. And March, it's always a pleasure. We'll Same year, Deborah. Month.
1: Yes, May 13th, yeah. folks. See you then. Yeah,
2: happy gardening, everybody.